All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Coffee is for Closure. A little bit of a rearrange today. Yeah. So hashtag wait, yeah, wait, wait, wait for the multicam setup to come. All yeah. right. Um, what we're going to talk about today is how to not get hired as a sales professional. In, yeah, and what not to do in interviews or in emails, Facebook Messenger conversations that immediately make us go, see you later, please don't apply. Exactly. So make sure you like, subscribe, and the bell, all that kind of good stuff, and we'll see you on the other side. If you listen to this podcast, you will make your first million within three years. I'm going to repeat that. You will make a million dollars within three years of the first episode you listen to. We don't want pikers. We're not here to save the manatees. We're here to make podcasts. You really want this. You listen and review. Put that coffee down. So you actually deal with most of the hires? Um, yes and no. Like You used to anyway. Yeah, I mean, I did used to. And then we've, we've pushed those tasks on elsewhere. But I get a lot of DMs um, just because I don't have have um, appointment setters in, in my DMs, so I read a lot of them occasionally. And um, to those DMs, I usually just say, hey, fill out this link and go see this person or say, hey, handball it across. Um, but once I've had that conversation just to fill someone out, I'll either say, hey, you know, fill this form in or please don't yeah, move forward with things. Uh, we, I don't feel like it'll be a good fit. And then from there, we have a pretty stringent process, which is group interview into a... Um, well, application into group interview, into skills assessment, then into an official interview and placement into the organization. Um, you have to pass through, jump through a lot of hoops to get into the position where we even consider you for a role. And whilst we're doing that hiring process, there may or may not even be roles available. We just want people in the system because they do open up really quickly. So if, someone, if you message me and I say, yeah, we've got a spot available, by the time you actually finish your process, that's no longer there. But there's probably a new one on offer. So, yeah. So yeah. what are some of the key, like, because today we've gone over stuff in the past about, mm. like, the things and how to get, but, like, what are some of the things that immediately, like, for you as someone who is, you know, in a company, in a position where you hire lots of people, Yeah. what are some of the big no-goes that you have? Um, usually, like, the initial messages. The first one is is arrogance, really, when you get on and you're just, like, that heavy sales resistant stuff. It's like, yeah, bro, I close at X percentage. You know, I make all this cash. I'm king of the castle. I have all this stuff. It's like, oh, cool. Well, that doesn't even scrape the bottom 10% of our team. So don't show what you're getting at here. And uh, any anything that indicates arrogance, not culture fit, extremely poor grammar, that's an immediate turnoff. If you write your as in you are as opposed to your, it's just like, Come on, bro. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. This is a professional organization. You To get in, you want to at least have the perception that you can be professional. Yeah. And really, like, one of the biggest things is people not doing their research. So and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's They're like. They're not knowing anything about the company before they go and try and just go, hey, give me a job. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is, those are probably the main turnoffs immediately. Just because we hire on culture, not so much on what your skill set is. Yeah. Because we don't really hire sales reps. We hire mostly setters and then transform them into sales reps over time. So unless you're someone that's, you know, consistently closing at above 50% on a decent offer and has probably been bringing in 
a minimum of like 15K a month commission consistently for the last six months, we're probably not hiring you for a sales role. Chances are we'd be more comfortable hiring someone in a setting position and developing the right skills before they've had a chance to learn poor ones and consistently reframe them. Yeah. It's easier to train someone fresh than retrain someone that has got really poor skills unless they're already at a level which is quite high. Yeah, for sure. So arrogance coming in, not doing your research. Yeah. I think for me, one of the big ones is that I get hit on all, but it's like, I'd love to, it's sort of like that. It's the conversation around like, I want to help you scale your business. It's like, no, you don't. It's like, no, you just want to get a bunch of comms. Yeah. So, which is fine. Like the two are not mutually exclusive, but it's just a very, like, it's a very interesting, it sort of puts me on the back foot immediately. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You're starting off the conversation, I'm being honest. Yeah, it's like, what are you going to provide? What are you talking about? It's like, what are you, business card? Like, it's the offer is very ambiguous as well. You know, it's like, are you a sales guy? Like, what do you want? Whereas if someone comes to me, like I have a couple of times a week, had a guy come to me like, hey, I love the culture that you've managed to manifest within Sales Sniper. And if, if there are any opportunities to get in there, even starting at the bottom, I, I would love to discuss any opportunities. That Perfect. I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, here's the process. Go yeah. for it. I had one guy, man. Okay. Dude, even listen to the podcast, I'm pretty sure. So take this feedback. <laughs> he was going to, I had a sales call with him a long time ago about um, Inner Circle. Yeah. And he just didn't have the cash, which was cool. Yeah. I think I sold him into like something or other. And then he like emails me out of the blue and says, um, Hey, we talked a while ago. I'd love to chat about, uh, I've got the bug to make a million bucks or something. Right. You guys seem to be. You guys seem to be the only guys who are who are doing big things in the sales game. I was like, well, that's not true, but anyway, thank you. Yeah. Like, let's have a chat about me selling for you. If you're just gonna hop on the phone and try and sell me something, don't bother. Right? This is what he said. Don't like, bother replying. Like, don't bother. Um, I just want to get in there and do some sales. I said, hey man, like, if you want to apply, here's the link. And he goes, I don't do that. And I was like, don't do what? He was like, oh, he, no, he goes like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do online forms. That's what he said. And I said, then you don't do job interview. <laughs> I was like, you're not special. Who do you think you are? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's our process. I said, if you want to go through it, great. If you don't, what do I give? Mm. That's exactly what I said to him. What do I give? And then never knew back. It's yeah. like so strange. Yeah, we had um another guy that uh, hit up the the business page, and um. You know, I get, well, yeah, all you got to do is put this application in and, um, you know, if it looks good, we'll, we'll let you book into a group interview. If you seem good in that group interview, you'll proceed to do some skills testing yeah. to see where we're at. It's just the process everyone has to follow. Yeah. Like, no one's special. This was funny about this guy. Is he goes, yeah, no, sure thing. I've got a uh, interview next week. If it doesn't work out, I'll have a look at the application form. So I was like, well, why did you message me? Yeah. I was like, well, I think, yeah, thank you. No worries. I'll just be, you can... Contingency plan. Yeah. I go, hey, based on that, man, maybe we're probably not a good fit for each other. Yeah. He goes, oh, you don't, you don't know what you're missing out on. <laughs> I, I've been doing this. Like, I used to sell my own high ticket offer, and I'm okay with that. And I was making uh, 10k a month selling my own offer. I was like, whoa. So, not even taking comms, <laughs> right? Because it's your own offer. You were making 10k a month. That just means you are either really bad at it or run a poor business, <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, geez. I'm like, sorry, man. Like. Maybe, uh, you know, we can't match your, your level of ambitions because he wanted to get back to 10K a month. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if we can match that. 
Yeah, it's just weird. It's like the level of arrogance that some people come in with when they're asking for a job. And it's like, if you're a sales guy, like you should be able to sell yourself. If you can't pretty much immediately hook me, like what's the point? And also I ignore pretty much everyone who asks me for a job Yeah, on purpose. Yeah, it's like, let's see how you follow up. Yeah. So like if you don't follow up, I had one guy like every now and then I'll go through and I'll do a call. And I'll be like, hey, don't ever don't ever ask us for a job. Like I ignored you on purpose. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Like you, you didn't follow up at all. Yeah. So therefore you are not a good sales guy. Mm. Like and, I, and I'll do it. And then every now and then people have excuses and I'll be like, You're a sales guy, man. If you can't sell yourself, like what what are the chances that you can sell a company? How do you have conviction? You can't even follow up with the guy that you want a job from. Yeah. Like you'll get eaten alive here, buddy, and I hate to say it. Yeah, man. Like it just seems really <laughs> stupid. So like not following up. I think I think is a big one because I think most people will throw in something like that when they're interviewing salespeople, some sort of thing that they have to prove their sales ability. Yeah. Right? Whether it's a role play. I can't remember what company it is. It might be traffic and funnels, but I could totally be wrong. Is where they make you I think it might be no, it's not them, it's someone else. I just can't remember. But they make you do the whole sales process in eight minutes. You mean so like they give you like, or like speed yeah. run. They make you like, they make you try and sell them in eight minutes. It's tough, right? So like, they um they give you a script, they give you like an onboarding package. You have to do it, and then everyone has to do it. They have to go through in eight minutes, and they have to sell you in eight minutes. And if you can't do it, then you don't get for the next one. Mm. It's a pretty good idea. It is a pretty good idea because it will show you like how much of an understanding someone has about the sales process mm. and what they can cut out and what they need to keep. Oh, it will totally f***ing freak them out and give them an anxiety attack and they vomit. Yeah. And they could be the greatest ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, they should probably really not. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. yeah. They should, they, if they're really good, they won't be anxious. They'll just go, oh, okay. Like, there's, mm. and you'd be like, well, there's two or three ways that I can do this. Okay. Like, all right, I'll do it this way. And even if you get half the process, like, down pat and right, like, you shouldn't. Promise. It's just a way to like put people under pressure so they can show you what they're made of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, both of them. Yeah, it's the same reason why we have like the intentional breaking period. So, like, for those of you who don't know, people that were kind of new or on the fence about or people who were not sure good culture fits, we put them in Will Jail. Yeah. They go to Mr. Will Hinkson. Yeah. And they get put into his prison. And uh, they either come out the other side a much better and stronger sales rep or they give up by day three. And they are never seen from again. This is to be my favorite thing. When I was um, training people at the Melbourne Storm, I used to take on all the, the younger kids. And it was my job to like test them mentally. Yeah, right. To see, you know, let's say if they did progress through the years and end up a player. If it's a grand final, you can up by one point, it's two minutes left in the game. Like, are you going to have like the mental ability to? actually do what you're meant to do yeah. and not f*** up so that you lose and let the whole team down. Yeah. And there was a lot of crazy sh that we did to those kids. You would uh, be able to figure out really quickly who has the ability mentally to actually cope with stuff. So that's a really good good way to do it. And yeah, what we just do. try and break people. Yeah, see, mm -hmm. see where the breaking point is. Yeah, I think like a lot of people, especially like they want like the you can I think you can tell very quickly in a in a recruitment process. Yeah. Like if somebody wants to be like the proto that stereotypical inbound closer, 
like mm-hmm. loser type guy yeah. who's like just feed me warm leads like it's the people the people that are really successful within our organization are the people who have come for the culture yeah and they know that like they could get paid more elsewhere yeah. per sale elsewhere mm-hmm. they probably won't put themselves in a position where they'll be able to have the opportunity to make as much money as here because the offers yeah. that we have some of the offers that we have like we're one of the offer that we're onboarding at the moment the top price is four million Mm. Mm. like the, the it's between two to four million yeah per 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 deal well um so but so like you know not many other places we have other ones that are you know Thales tc he sold four or five mid high six figure deals he's got a six hundred fifty thousand dollar deal on the cards at the moment yeah he's had some big ones um, so you know like and you know he could get paid more, more per sale elsewhere potentially like from a percentage standpoint but the offers that we attract are, are quite high yield it's hard to get them consistently and even if we found those offers you like for them to be around in 12 months it's not likely yeah so our it's our constant rotation and the yeah. fact that we probably i don't know i would say we probably have serious chats with three a week yeah well i mean we're also hedged in terms of client accounts we've always got yeah people we've always ready to come on board if yeah we've always shit got, does hit the fan we've which got it does so um you know the, the reality is like as, as a sales guy if you're you know, onboarding yourself onto a new account, like I would say only one out of every three accounts will work out. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like you're always better on having two. That's just a better way of doing things. Particularly if it's a high percentage that they're offering you. Yep. So always better off having two. Um, and you need to have like a strategy to be able to sell yourself. Like you, you need to be able to set yourself above the pack and, and not come in mm. arrogant and come in like, and never ever f-ing point to the fence. If a sales guy comes to me, right? And it's like, I'll close at 60%. My only response would be, what are you going to do if you don't? Yeah. Prove it. <laughs> well, it's not even prove it. It's, all right, cool, man. Like, let's say you close at 40. What are you going to give me? Yeah. Because I'm coming in, I'm going to set that as your KPI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you close at 40, will you take half the comps? But also, you're making that assumption based on knowing nothing about how we determine close rate. What if we uh, count your no-shows in that, Yeah. right? What the lead quality is. Yeah. How, how can you say? Like, it could be a tough niche. Like, we have niches that yeah, are harder yeah. to close. It's, it's so, yeah. it really is, man. Like, what you're selling uh, plays such a large role in what you can close. And people ask me, like, what close rate do you? I go, there's literally no way of knowing that answer. Yeah. We have to get, we have to look at the past three months of data that you have and set that as a baseline and yeah. then try and beat it every month. Yeah. Like, like, I go like, but there are some offers where 30% is f-ing stellar. There are some point, offers right? where, yeah, where like 60% is like standard. Yeah. Well, I mean, we promote guys closing at 30% on some accounts and we fire guys closing at 30%. Yeah, like at seventh us. level, I think, I haven't looked at it for like a couple of weeks, but I think we close at 43%. Yeah, which is, it. that right? seems down from No, that's of all calls that turn up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it's pretty good. Considering we're very liberal with who we put through to a sales call because yep. we like to pipeline people. So 43% is good. I'm super happy with that. It's a very scalable entity. But some of our accounts, like our lowest account is probably closing at probably like 20. Yeah, I'd say 20. Maybe like high teens, 20, something like that. But it's a biz up offer, super high volume. TV dishes. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, it's just, it's never going to be anything too much higher than that. I don't mm. think, you know what I mean? Because the average for that industry is around seven to eight. So like we're, we're tracking it, you know, three times better than the average within that same niche. So 
you know, it's it's sort of a difficult thing, and I think that's why those kind of metrics are kind of they're something that you track, but not something that you really hang your hat on. Yeah, but um, and then you can have savages like. You could have an account that closes at sixty percent. Like for example, TC on one of our accounts is closing at like ninety percent. Yeah, which is everybody insane. else is closing at like thirty. Right, so it's like can you really gauge off one person? Yeah. What do you exclude him? Yeah, so the account overall is closing at like forty, but yeah. not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> like it's just like it kind of drags the number up a bit. The, I, that account is closing at 30. There's one guy closing at 90. Yeah. Who we exclude because it's not fair. Exactly. Right. Right. He's just too good. And we collect around $200,000 a week for that account. So. Yeah. Um, but, but back on to like hiring the guys that are going to be the culture fit. Like we had um, one guy the other week who turned down a $300,000 base wage plus compensation. We've had two incentives. guys. So one guy yeah. turned down $40,000 a month retainer mm. which is insane right and another guy just turned down a four hundred and ten thousand dollar a year salary because like the culture so you know i think like we we look at people as investments yeah you know what i mean heavily and we invest in them yeah and so like i want people who are there for the vision not there for the money like it's super obvious when someone kind of looks at us as a place that you can just come in and make money yeah it's, it's very obvious and it never works out like we just we usually just don't bring them on because we do have kind of a board of studies and we do have a, a way that we bring people on. yeah and since we've not been directly involved in that hiring process we've actually yeah we've had some some of the guys hire people and then they've come through into onboarding we've looked at the names and gone i know that guy cut yeah, no like chance. he will be a cancer in six months yeah, and it, it really is. It's like yeah. mm, there's, not, there's not a good culture fit there. But so, so I think like, but you need to have an understanding of the culture of the business that you're going to come into. Absolutely. And 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 when you come in, it's like I I want to be a part of the culture. Like so that that's what's really going to set you apart. Because like if you just come in like oh yeah I'll come in and smash sales bro, it's like how can I add? I want to add value. Mm. I want to I want to be a part of the culture. I want to be here long term. I'd love to know if you guys have any like management career pathways, stuff like that. Like, how are you going to know? Because like the hiring of employees, it, it, it's such a it's such a draining task on yeah. the business. Yeah. And like, there's so much onboarding needs to go on. Like, what you need to realize is that like at least at this level, it's not free. Like, first of all, if you're coming in, like, there's not a no risk proposition. We're like, oh, just give me give me leads and I'll close them like like just commission only like it's mm. no risk it's like, well first of all we got to pay for all the infrastructure I have a guy that has to onboard you you have to learn the offers you have to do this like we have to put $10,000 worth of administrative time and effort in people every time we onboard somebody yeah. so it's like there is a burden on our side so it's like you need to be one super proactive mm. I think like hey what can I do everything that you sent get it done immediately if you don't get it done immediately I'll just and see you later yeah if you have to ask questions, like the first one, the easiest way to get out is ask stupid questions. Is ask stupid questions. Like they, find an answer. You didn't even try. Like the amount of times that, like, when we were running a that internship, oh, I would boot people out of internship because, like, they would just ask dumb questions. And it wasn't that the question was dumb; it was that you clearly had not tried to solve the problem, yeah. which is what it was. But if you came to the exact same question. Being, I've tried this, I've tried this, I've tried this, I've tried this. Could you provide me any guidance on how to fix this problem? I go, yeah, man, here you go. Yeah, yeah. If you go, hey, man, how do I submit this form? I don't know. Press submit. Like, what do I know? Hey, how do I, I can't attach? I can't attach this file. Attach okay. a different one. Okay. Work it out. If I have to guide you through yeah. how to submit an application. Make a PDF that said the attachment didn't work. 
submit that and then email me it separately. <laughs> because the thing is, like, if it were me, like, I would just solve my problem. Yeah. And then I would create a workaround. Like, when I got, like, when I apologize. Yeah. Like, our ClickFunnels Award, for example, those forms were ridiculous. Yeah. Right. So I was like, hmm, this isn't going to work because I have to upload too many things. Mm. So I created a zip drive, put as much as I could, and then whacked it in there. And then I emailed them on a sidebar going, this is all the additional information that wouldn't fit given the file limit that you gave me on a Google form. Yeah. So I was like, like, thank you. Yeah. And they went, oh, thanks. I was like, sweet. And then I gave him a G drive as well with all of it in one G drive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, in case you want it, like here's just everything instead of opening all the files. Yeah, save us going back and forth through emails. Yeah, and so like, I was just like, yeah, that solved the problem. So like I had a lot of people go, hey man, I don't have a sales call. It's like, okay, do a role play. Like, say, all right, I don't have a sales call. Yeah, I'm new, I don't have a sales call. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's funny how people like would do that because they're afraid of not getting in. It's like, no wonder you've never had experience. Yeah. Yeah. Make a mistake aggressively. Yeah. But you know what I mean? So yeah, that's the big one. Like a lack of initiative is like, if someone, I used to tell people, I go, I'm sure you'll figure it out. And they go, I don't know how to. I go, and I used to write back, if I have to tell you how to submit something or how to solve a basic problem like this, maybe you're not right for sales. How are you ever going to make a sale? Yeah. Like you're, you're not teachable, right? So, yeah. an initiative is a huge one because, like, you can tell straight away when someone comes on, everything's done quickly, they're adapting, they log into a portal, they f-ing scream through it, yeah. they go for it, they ask questions, they're active, they come onto a meeting, their camera's on. If you go into a job meeting on Zoom and your camera's off, no way you get it. Yeah, I'm just like, hey, bro, like, that is very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. How about you show me some respect if you want some? Yeah. I don't have a webcam, use your phone. Mm. Like, uh, yeah, go buy a webcam. Like Why do you not have a webcam? Like, yeah. this is your job. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the other one is, like, laziness. Like, clear evidence that you are going to be lazy. Like, we had we had one guy, me. Oh, he'd been with, it, he'd been with us in the past, and we, we moved on for whatever reasons. Um, it wasn't bad. Like, yeah, doors open if you ever want to come back. And he wanted uh, special treatment. He's like, oh, you know, what? I still have to fill out the application and interview. I was like, yeah, you know, special. Yeah. He's like, oh, you know, but you guys said that, it, you know, there'd be a possibility for me. I'm like, yeah, there is. Here's the application yeah. for that possibility. Good luck. And then, um, you know, wasn't done three days later. I'm like, hey, man, you gonna do this? Like, you reached out to us. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get it done. I'll get it done. And then anyway, two weeks later, it's not done because he wanted to take the time to do it right. And bro, it's a an application form it takes, 10 minutes. it takes you not even 10 minutes like yeah. the questions are what's your experience how long have you been in sales like it doesn't take a rocket science to figure that out anyway um i was like hey look this is just clearly not going to work like you still have poor habits which is why things didn't work out more than likely well that and a combination of things and it was like oh, i'm deeply offended you know at no point did it it make oh, it out like there was um like this was a rush I was like, first of all, you reached out to ask for a job. Second of all, I followed you up to say, hey, this hasn't been done yet. If I followed you up to say, hey, this hasn't been done yet, we want to have a look at it. How does that not display that it's a f-ing rush? It's like, dude, like, please don't ever go fly again. Like, all due respect, you're a good guy, but you're f-ing lazy. Yeah. And that rolls over. And the reason why people say no to $400,000 basis is because we don't let those people in to bring down the culture. And yeah. if we did, they would probably leave. 
So it's not just like, you know, yeah, like we, we, we pay, like, especially if someone's good, like we'll pay, like, I mean, some of our guys are on some very hefty bases. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like mid six figure bases. So like our management team is paid very, very well. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we pay well is one, because like we want them, you know, a lot of them are on, you know, incentive structures. A lot of them are on 200K plus yeah. US dollar bases. And, right. And, and the reason is as well is because like, well, you're a good sales guy. So your potential for income is quite high, but I'm putting you in a position to where you never have to stress about it. Well, you can't really make the money because I'm not going to give you enough time to do as many sales as what yeah. you want to. So because I'm going to subsidize that. You know what I mean? Like so, but I think that that's that that's fair, and I think that we like our overheads are really high. Like our overheads yeah. are you know 300 plus we a month could run at a significantly higher profit margin if we chose to. Yeah, if we were frugal, but. Yeah, YOLO. Fuck Wait till the next podcast when you got three camera angles. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying three Yeah. The thing, like, you know, it, it, it's funny. It's like, I don't understand the mentality of a business owner who just wants to rape their own business for cash. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, for me, like, I would rather make less money. We, we make a good amount of cash. There's like, still plenty left over. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I'd rather make less and have a bunch of cool people around me and going to work is really fun. Enjoy it, yeah. And I think, like... I don't know why a lot of business owners don't think that way well, because I'd rather like started. if someone's like, hey, like I want to make 20 grand a month and they're awesome culture fit and they're f- doing, killing it and they're doing all this kind of stuff. It's like, okay, I'll figure out a way to get you there, mm. you know, and then it's like, just have cool people around you and have fun. And then like work doesn't even feel like work. And then all your Zoom calls are super fun. Like our team is f- awesome. Like it's, I get off those calls and I'm like, I can't believe all these cool people work for us. Yeah. It's um, like we invested $100,000 in a retreat. We're going to invest significantly more on a lot of Oh, I didn't things. give you the whole bill? No. Yeah. <laughs> right. It, but, costs, it costs more than that. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because then that's the price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We bought that's... three Brightlings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we actually bought five. We yeah. couldn't send to overseas, yeah. so we just bought new that's ones. That's a good story. <laughs> we bought Brightlings, had them shipped here, and then they wouldn't let us ship them to the States, but we had to go and buy more and just well, they would send them direct. Us. Yeah. They would let us if we went and got the paperwork, but... I'm actually wearing one right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they went. That's a nice one. That's really nice. But um, yeah. it was easier just to buy new ones and fill out the paperwork. <laughs> and that's why our profit budget isn't as high as yeah. it could be. So, but, Barry, if you're watching, he's one of our shareholders. <laughs> I'll pay you a ton of money. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you get a good L. Your $15,000 an hour rate is, is, is going well for you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, if, like... It's so short-sightedness to pillage all the profit out because it doesn't give you the money to invest back in the people. Yeah. And what I mean by short-sightedness is that, like, that business isn't around in three years because you haven't spent enough money building or it's f- boring. Yeah. Or it's I mean, work's supposed to be fun. So it's like we want people yeah. who are like, work Work is going to be fun. They enjoy it. Like I was having a chat with TC on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Just yapping over um Thing. And it's like, man, like he's a great dude. Yeah, I like chatting like I can't wait till I can get to the states and meet everyone and have a f- hopefully people. December. And, yeah, maybe maybe January. Maybe January. We'll definitely be there in Feb. Be there in Feb. But yeah, like you know, get to get to meet everyone and hang out with people because like these are people that we generally have a good time with. And I think like one of, if not the most important metrics for us as a business is like, would we have a beer with that person? And mm. if the answer is no, then like, what is the f- point of having even if they are a great sales guy because like it's just like, there's one sales guy who's a f-ing great sales guy who's asked to work for us a few times and we said no every time yeah. yeah you know what I'm talking about I could pitch a three yeah <laughs> and we're just like f- 
that dude would make us a ton of money, but he's a douchebag. Yeah. And that just doesn't, it just doesn't, it's just not going to be fun in the long term. And they're going to kind of, it's not fun for all the people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, like, I guess you could segregate them and have them on a special deal, but it's like, ah, that kind of seems like a whole thing. What effort. Yeah. And it's like, eh, it's just hard. But like, why would I want to give that opportunity when I could give it to someone that I enjoy that deserves it? All right. So, and like, the other thing is, you want the best way to attract talent is to be seen as the place where everyone wants to go because yeah. of all the cool shit that happens. In the I got I got a message from a top sales guy at one of the top coaching companies saying like, I am tethered to here right now for this reason. The moment I am not, I would like to be considered for an opportunity because you guys are the best of the best. Yeah. We get yeah, that a lot. These guys were considered the best of the best about a year ago. So well, I think we've probably got half our stuff that have reached out for jobs. <laughs> Hey, I That's a sinking ship. Oh, that's another story. Yeah, yeah, two of them actually. Last week, um, um, I've got a couple in the yeah. Oracle. Yeah, yeah. So it's super interesting. It's fun times. But yeah, like I think that that's got to be the overarching thing for us. So if you're out there looking for a job, whether it's with us or whether it's with somebody else, yeah. here is the synopsis. First of all, don't be. A don't come in thinking that you're all arrogant and cool because like at the end of the day there is a you need to understand there's an inherent and associated risk with bringing you on as a potential closer mm. employee right there is there's a risk and if you think you're good when you get this environment you will find out very quickly that our guys are so much better yeah or maybe they are super good yeah. this, you know but like maybe you have know, a reason to be arrogant yeah oh like there's there's like there's one guy Tyshawn if you're watching shout out Tyshawn I've tried to hire that guy 10 times yeah, he keeps please <laughs> You keep saying no. Um, anyway. What's it going to uh, take? Gonna you want take? a signing bonus? We can talk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've offered signing bonuses to a few people. Yeah. And yeah it worked a few times. So. Yeah, they've worked. I'll give you $10,000. Okay. <laughs> um, Let's go get a million dollar loan and just pillage uh, Yeah, we everyone. thought about that. We thought about that. Just so you know, we thought about getting a million dollar line of equity and then just <laughs> stealing every single top sales guy in the industry. Yep. Anyway, but yeah, so do that. Come in, uh, like have an understanding of the business, I think is really, really important. Mm-hmm. If you come in with no understanding, knowledge, background, if you haven't consumed the content, go on through. Yep. Like, and then make sure that you're aggressive but not annoying with your follow-up because like chances are you're being tested. Oh, yeah. um, and make sure that you get everything done quickly. Make sure that you're on top of the ball and just present yourself as a person in which is easy to work with and one last thing that i just realized over enthusiasm yeah. it's like shut the f- up you're not that excited to work yeah. for us stop sending me 20 videos and voicemails yeah. like i'm just gonna say hey you're a pain in my ass you're wasting my time like i feel obliged to have to respond to you because the level yeah i don't have time to let's just best example luke who works for us Right? Yeah. Um, he was not in sales. So yeah, 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 that's yeah. that's hard to get a gig with us if you've never sold before. Yeah. So what he did is he watched the vlogs and then figured out where we were because he's from Sydney as well. Yeah. And then he worked for FedEx at the time and he FedExed me memes. Really? Yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah. I don't know this. He FedExed me memes. Like because Cam. Found the office and bought in um, yeah, scotch for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, so he, you're in. <laughs> he made memes, right? And then FedExed them to me because he's like, everyone else is just going to meme you into your inbox. I figured I'd stand out from the crowd. Wrote me like a little letter on, on what he'd like. And I was like, sent me his phone number. And I was like, hey, bro, I have to respond to this. This is next level. Came in to an interview in the office, wearing a suit, looking all good to go. Presented himself well. <laughs> 
I said, okay, I'll pay you absolutely nothing to do a bunch of work for the first month. And he goes, I'll take it. Um, and now he's a full-time so he's employee. Killing it. Killing it, bro. Yeah. Killing it. Killing the game. And he's still, still training dogs. So. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Now he's a full-time uses employee. NPQ. Yeah. He uses NPQ. Yeah. He just NPQs the dogs. Yeah, he does. He just love it. The dog's like barking <laughs> and he goes, how is that? How is chasing that ball possibly affecting you? <laughs> Every time. What happens if you keep chasing the ball and you never get it? You realize <laughs> it's just a ball and a tether. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> your mom's dead. And, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Take him down. And you were adopted from a shelter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody cut your balls off when you were an infant. Um, all right, guys. If you like this kind of content, make sure you like, subscribe, hit notification bell. If you listen to this as an audio-only person, which I think about 70% of you are, make sure right. you subscribe wherever you are listening. And uh, we will see you guys soon. Thank you, guys. Bye. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only.